Welcome to ContenderCast, a leadership conversation centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. This is Justin Hahnemann. This is the Contender Cast, and we are shining a light on bright ideas. And I'm super excited today because we are talking to yet another amazing individual that has a day job and is pursuing their passion and business on the side. And um, my guest today is Ryan Helms. And Ryan, I'm really excited that you're on the podcast. Thanks for having me, Justin. I, uh, I'm glad to be here. Totally. So, um, Ryan is also another Georgia guy. He's here in Atlanta, um, went to Georgia Southern, and it, he's a logistics guy. So think of Ryan as like a process thinker, and we'll, I think you'll see some of that come out in his story today. Um, he's in global supply chain. That's his day job um, with a big chemical company. And then he started this business on the side, which I can't wait to, to share with you guys and, and share his story with you. But um, Ryan, thanks for for joining us, and that's our roadmap for today. So let's do this. Let's start with the how did this all get started and like, how did you have the initial thought and get this thing initially incubated? Yeah. So actually a little more than a year ago, so November 2017, um, I had spent about two years just kind of nose down type work, really didn't take any vacation, was just uh, my career, uh, which was great. It was it was uh, progressing faster than I could imagine. And, and I was very happy with the trajectory of things. But um, I felt like if I didn't take a, a, a little break soon, I would get burnt out. So actually, if we uh, wind back a little bit more back to July 2017, kind of when I started having these feelings, um, or, or July 2016, I apologize, when I started having these feelings, I talked uh, to uh, Nairobi, Kenya, didn't know what the hell I was going to do or anything like that. So uh, that was July 2016. And then uh, around probably September, I was like, all right, I should probably make a plan on what I'm going to do with this plane ticket. So uh, <laughs> I uh, did some really cool things in, in uh, Nairobi. Uh, we went on safari, went to Zanzibar, a little island off of Tanzania. And like while I was there, I kept meeting all these people, really, really interesting people. And a lot of them were kind of living uh, life a little bit different than you see if you're like stuck in the corporate world the whole sure. time, right? People... Sure. Uh, they were they were kind of like following their dreams, whether that made them millions of dollars or made them enough to just get by. They were just kind of enjoying life and seeing what was out there. And you know, I didn't I didn't know what that meant for me at that time, but I just thought it was super cool and I wanted to explore it a bit more. So I made a decision like I was gonna I was gonna try to go down this path, whether that meant I was gonna go travel for a year or two like some of these people, or sure. I was just gonna put myself financially in a position where I could travel internationally more often. I was just kind of in that mindset. I, Hey, I was going to do this and, you know, I have a, uh, I have a decent career going, uh, pay is not bad, but I had some debt and things like that where I was not, um, most financially responsible person earlier in my twenties. So, uh, you know, I was like, all right, I could pay this off with my day job just by budgeting. But if I want to like expedite this and really get things rolling, I need to start a side hustle. So sure. that's kind of where all of this came from, which is like that. All right, I want to do this. I want to travel and I have debt. So let's figure out how I can expedite <laughs> right. process of paying this debt off. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. So. I've had a couple of guests on the podcast that have talked about the value of getting out of their uh, their city, their kind of their their environment and the value that comes with that. And I mean, 
you traveling to South Africa and having this experience, you know, around a lot of other people that almost open your eyes to different things. I find that every time I travel, I end up meeting unique people that I, when I come back, I challenge myself to make sure that I build that in. I mean, I, right. I mean, that's kind of what fueled you to take the step outside of the, you know, I'm going to work every day, eight to five or however, eight to eight or whatever it might be. Right. Right. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, when I, I came back, uh, I, so I got back right around Christmas time. So did the whole holidays thing that season. And then, uh, January, it was January 7th, I believe 2017. I met with two friends and I was like, all right, let's do this. And it, it kind of started out as like an accountability group. Uh, I, I think I was the only one out of the three that actually did anything, uh, <laughs> from that meeting. Right. But for, for me, it was like, all right, yeah, I, I laid out to those guys. like, here, here's what I want to do. I'm going to start. And for the next three or four months, I, I started a, uh, business around what I knew at the time, which was, uh, like fitness. Right. And I sure. wanted to kind of niche down because fitness is a huge, uh, huge audience and there's a lot of big players in it already. Sure. Yep. Um, so I went with more focus on corporate fitness and, and I just spent those three or four months just building out, teaching myself how to build a website. I probably watched 20 hours worth of YouTube videos on just how to build a website. Wow. And cause that's just how I am. Like sure. you mentioned, like process oriented and yeah. things like that. I, <laughs> I want to know guy. how everything, yep. <laughs> exactly. I want to know how it all works and I yep. want to be able to do it. So, uh, which is good at times and bad at times. Sure. But, of course. Uh, you so get things done, that. right? Like you get things done, but it's interesting yeah. that you also have the idea, you know, not everyone that's a process thinker is all able to bring some of the ideas. So that's, mm-hmm. it, that's a great mix. Yeah. So it kind of went through that process and got, got my first client off of what I built out of there. And through that process, I mean, I was traveling globally for work. I was in Europe for uh visited like five different countries in Europe during those three or four months, traveled a lot domestically and like, people would ask me that knew all the stuff I had going on, knew what I was doing on the side, knew about uh, my work schedule. Like, how do you do it? And then that's when I kind of really stepped back and I was like, okay, you know, I'd like built this outline to kind of help manage everything I had going on from like what I was doing in my career and kind of this little side business I was building. And I did all this in a uh, Google sheets at first. And uh, it was, it was just like a, kind of like a day planner. Right. But just for like one day. Um, and I did that and, and people were asking me like, how do you do it? And I was telling them, Oh, like I, I structure my day like this and this is what I do. And then that's when it kind of like hit me. I was like, you know, this probably helped more people. Um, right. So I tried to like, I took it out of Google sheets and I put it in this free program called Canva. If anybody yep. wants to check that out, it's C-A-N-V-A.com. Yep. Good free uh, graphic design tool. It's great. I actually um, use it for um, a couple of different logos and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, the logo on my website right now, I did a Canva That's for free. Great. It's so great. It's a <laughs> yeah. really cool site. That's a little prop out of the podcast today. Go ahead. Yeah. So um, so I, I kind of cleaned up the design in Canva, made it a, a bit more appealing to the eye. And then I realized if I wanted to do anything with this, I, meaning if I would want to sell this to anybody, it would have to be more than just kind of like, okay, here's an outline for your day. Uh, and, and I realized that I, I really wanted to like help people start something, start a, a business, start something that would help them increase their, their income. And, and frankly, just not spend so much damn time watching Netflix and <laughs> doing stuff that adds no value to, to anything. Right. Uh, so, uh, so I, I built a kind of like a more of a structure and a process to kind of take you to flow. And I was sitting at a Starbucks uh, right here in, in Buckhead 
and it was a Saturday morning and it just hit me because I was trying to figure out what I was going to name this process, this system. Uh, and then I, I kind of, it hit me something I had been saying, like, don't make a mountain out of molehill. And that's the reason I think a lot of people don't start businesses is because they see the mountain. They see like, holy crap, if I want to start this business, I got to get all the way to the top. Right. When I think, I think if you, if you want to start a business, all you have to do is consistently get over the molehills, right? Those little sure. tasks that you have to do. So <laughs> well, I named it, uh, yeah, I named it the molehill system, right? So that's kind of the backbone of the journal is this system called the molehill system. And it's it, in its core, what it does is it, if you don't already have an idea, it, there's an idea development um, aspect to it, but or defining your why, so why you're doing what you want to do, and uh, and then going into setting an ultimate goal, milestones, weekly goals, and then these daily molehills that I uh, call them. That's I think that's awesome. So Ryan launched the side hustle journal, and and through his you know way of approaching launching a business, he put together a system called the molehill system, which I think is a really cool name, um, and. What I think is really interesting about it is you're using your core competency, you know, being, around being organized in an approach and and making that available to others, right? You can you're helping others in terms of how they think about uh, crafting a business and understanding and starting with why, right? The Simon Sinek book, start with why and then work from there. So, all right, so you decide you're going to call this system the molehill system. So then what? Uh, so then it, it was a lot of uh, mental battles with myself and how I'd want to <laughs> put this out into the market. Uh, I can't tell you how many times I went back and forth. Okay, do I just launch it on my website? Do I do Kickstarter? Um, do I do Indiegogo? I mean, there's there's a ton of different options if you want to get a, a product out there. Um, ultimately, I settled on Kickstarter. Uh, I thought it was uh, what I had hoped, and I think it turned out to be true, is that it's a platform that already has attention on it, right? So if you just launch on your own website, who am I, right? Nobody knows Ryan Helms. Nobody knows the the product that I'm releasing, the brand that it's under, anything like that. Um, so leveraging the audience that Kickstarter already has, uh, I went that route. So I kind of set myself a personal mission when I said, okay, I'm going to do Kickstarter. I said, one of the things that I want to do, again, showing people that it's not that difficult if you really want to start something is I wanted to do it for cheap, right? So trying to like when people come up, come up with all these excuses on why they can't do it or why they're not going to do it this week, they'll do it next month or whatever. Um, I wanted to do it for really cheap. So I, my goal was do it for less than a thousand bucks. Got it. Like everything, like sure. launch it. Get, I mean, everything from sourcing the samples, the whole nine yards. Um, so I launched it for about 800 bucks on That's, Kickstarter. All right. So on Kickstarter, and for those of you that haven't checked out Kickstarter, you should if you're thinking of launching a business and looking for kind of that seed funding or getting others involved in the overall idea. Um, so what? So what? Tell our audience what is the side hustle journal, and then you know, tell us the process you went through in terms of launching that Kickstarter, just so people understand how that works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like I was describing the molehill system, that's what lives within the journal, and it is to help someone who has a day job um not only because me i'm a big i I don't dislike my day job and i'm not doing this because i want to quit my job yeah i just i so one one goal of this is to get more structured in your life in general right by developing routines habits things like that um and it has aspects in there to help manage your day job help manage your side hustle 
So ultimately, it's a uh, it's a structure and organization tool that is formatted for someone that would uh, like to start a side business. I love it. Yeah. And on your website, um, gritandhustle.co, which we'll talk about in a minute, there's blogs, there's videos, there's resources, which I think are amazing. So you decided to do Kickstarter. So did you go to friends and family or did you find that others even outside of that, uh, those circles were interested in your idea? Yes. Uh, so to kind of do some validation there uh, before going really to Kickstarter, I I went to Reddit. Are you familiar yeah. with Reddit? Well, explain that to yeah. our audience just in case they're not. Yeah. So Reddit's just like a big forum, right? So think about, you know, in the probably the early 2000s, there was forums everywhere on every website where you could become a member and go in and post about a topic, et cetera. Reddit's kind of like that. It's a big community of people where there's a bunch of different categories. They call them subreddit that you can post under. And uh, I would go into... Uh, uh, subreddits like entrepreneur and startup, and there's one called get disciplined and another one called get motivated. I would go into these and I was like, Hey guys, here's what I'm doing. Kind of like what I just described to you. And does, does anybody want to take a look at it for me to see if it's any good? And then I, I kind of took their feedback as the validation to go to that platform, uh, to go to Kickstarter because I said, okay, th- these people think it's cool. They're giving me good feedback. Um, they think it would be useful in their life. So let's see if anybody else does too. And went to Kickstarter, I, I try not to leverage a lot of my personal network on actually getting it going um, because I didn't want to get like a false sense of confidence. And then <laughs> nobody be true. Yeah. Right. So, uh, yeah. so you did the Kickstarter campaign. So, and, and obviously it was successful. So what were the things you learned out of that process? Yeah, man, I learned so, so much. Uh, one is no start your marketing way before you, uh, you launch your campaign. <laughs> I probably sent about 400 emails. Um, I was coming home every night and just emailing bloggers on math. Oh, interesting. Um, okay. Yeah. Just to try to get exposure. Cause literally I have I had zero audience when I went into this, nobody, I, I just kind of did this behind closed doors and uh, only went out to people when I was looking for some of that uh, validation and things like that. Sure. Um, so I would I would go out and I would just I was emailing tons of bloggers. I uh, uh, found a two percent response rate on uh, on those emails, but the ones that I did land, some of them drove no traffic, and some of them. Uh, one of the guys, he's actually in uh, Alpharetta. He owns a, a blog called Time Management Ninja, and. <laughs> I'll have to check him out for the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a cool guy. His name's Craig. Um, he, I met with him, had lunch. He was a big help. I didn't know how much it would be, but he's got a, a really good following. He's been running his blog for I think like ten years or so, and uh, he drove probably twenty percent of the sales of my total campaign came wow. from just him. Wow! And that was a that was a cold email. I was like, hey, uh, see you're in Atlanta. Do you want to? Um, you want to grab lunch? And he was a cool guy and he liked what I was doing. So he helped me out. Um, so a lesson learned, I think that's a good one. If you're, if anybody is out there and they're wanting to get um, some exposure from bloggers and, and people in the social media realm, if you, if you happen to be so lucky to live in a city, get on Google, search, whatever topic you, your product is in. So for me, if I, I was Googling stuff like uh, startup and then, the city behind it. So oh, Atlanta, like startup, yep. Atlanta, um, entrepreneur, Atlanta, uh, coach, Atlanta, things like that. 
uh, to, to find local people because I found it a lot easier to send an email when I could start off with, hey, I'm Ryan. I live in Atlanta, too. And then <laughs> right, go into right. my There's field. Right. There's commonality. You know? Yep. Exactly. So um, that would definitely be something to uh, take note of. And I say start early. That was that was my first comment because I just had a guy who I emailed back in, uh, I think, September, yeah, probably back in September. And his blog post just went live last Friday. Wow. Right. So obviously well after yep. my Kickstarters ended, sure. uh, b- these people have content schedules, right? They're, right, they're scheduling out their content well in advance. <laughs> just so, like a podcast. <laughs> That's start, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So start early. Um, people are busy. You're going to have to follow up with them, things like that. Uh, it, it was just really hard to get some attention in, in the beginning, but um, I think the product really resonated with people. And this is in the side hustle term. It's kind of popular right now. It's uh, it's kind of a, a buzzword, so to speak. So capitalizing on, on that a little bit. And once I launched on Kickstarter, I actually got funded in, I think, a little less. No, no, I think it was like two days. I think it was less than 48, something like that. I can't remember. It was two or three days. It got, it got funded and I can say it got funded, but it, it's, I don't know. It's not a, it's true in the sense that yes, it got funded, but one of the tactics with Kickstarter is your goal as low as possible because you want people to, you want people to uh, not feel like they're going to fund something that's going to fail. Right. So if it's not completely funded yet, they're like, oh, I could give them my money, but what if it never comes to fruition? Exactly. Yep. Yep. So I set my goal uh, pretty low. I think I only set it for like, I don't know, like $2,000, something like that, which would have helped me order the journals, but I would have to go in my own pocket as well, which I was willing to do if I, if I got there, but I wanted some of that social validation, which would help when I was reaching out to bloggers because no longer do I have a project that's launching on Kickstarter. I have a successful project that is on Kickstarter. Sure. Um, Well, I mean, like anything else though, man, I mean, you didn't just talk about it. You thought about it. You got some ideas that fueled your going after it, you know, when you traveled for those couple of years or traveled for those couple of weeks, excuse me. And then you jumped in, you did a lot of, you spent a lot of time on the side, right? After your day job, researching it, figuring it out, trying things. Some things didn't, you said your response rate was 2% on emails. I mean, for some people they'd go, oh, total failure. But I mean, on the 2%, who knows, those might've been just the perfect 2%. And so, I mean, this, that's the whole point of the, like what we're talking about here is you're a contender. You know what I mean? You're in it, you're, you're playing and you have an opportunity to really grow and and pursue what you're passionate about, even with your day job. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's great. It's such a, such a gratifying thing to know that uh, not only am I helping myself financially and that I'm creating an additional income stream, uh, but it, it's like a sense of relief because if, if you work in a company in my company has, it's, it's 150 years old, uh, very much established, <laughs> Yep. but and, I, and that's not a day that really is 150 years old. Um, <laughs> Wow. But it, it's it's established. It's a great company to work for. But you never know. You you cannot be in control of the economy and what sure. happens. I mean, That's there right. could be a downturn at any time. Want that sense of whatever happens in life, I'm okay because if that income stream goes away, I still have this other one, and, and vice versa. Sure. So, well, yeah. So tell our audience um, about your site and how they can get a copy of the journal and what are the resources you have out there for them. Yeah. So um, the site is constantly trying to add more content to it to get value. Um, so it's grit and hustle dot co. 
And uh, that's where you could go on. You can uh, check out the blog. You can read the content. You can uh, see some of the videos. Uh, also, where you could uh, purchase the journal. Uh, I've got some other uh, miscellaneous type uh, shirts and things like that on there. But the journal is, is the key. And uh, with the journal, um, you get a couple things. One of those is we've started a Facebook group uh Taylor looking to grow their side hustle. And right now, people that have actually joined and they're actively interacting with it. We've got about 150 people in there from 27 countries that are uh, uh, actively chatting back and forth, posting what they're doing, what their challenges are and things like that. So if you do happen to pick up a journal, I definitely would love to see you in uh, in the group. And That's awesome. The people, yeah, the people in that group are going to be trying to... Uh, give some special content to uh, going forward, such as different courses and things like that we're putting out to help people expedite the process. Well, perfect. Well, Ryan, it is awesome to hear your story. And also, I just love, you know, this has come to life for you and now just an opportunity to grow. And thanks for being on the podcast. Hey, I definitely appreciate it, Justin. All right, thanks. For more information on today's topic or to access additional leadership content, tools, and resources, check out contenderbrands.com. Also, you can download other ContenderCast episodes directly via the Apple iTunes App Store and Google Play Store. And remember, every winner started as a contender.